Clearshore presents Innovation Outposts in Silicon Valley Going to Where the Action Is by Steve Blank December 1st, 2015 at steveblank.com This is the second in a series about the changing models of corporate innovation co-authored with Evangelist Simotis. Evangelos and I are working on what we hope will become a book about the new model for corporate entrepreneurship. Innovation and R&D Outposts For decades, large companies have set up R&D labs outside their corporate headquarters, often in foreign countries, in spite of having a large home market with lots of local R&D talent. IBM's Research Center in Zurich, GM's Research Center in Israel, Toyota in the U.S. are examples. These remote R&D labs offered companies four benefits. They enabled companies to comply with local government laws, for example, to allow foreign subsidiaries to transfer manufacturing technology from the U.S. parent company while providing technical services for foreign customers. They improved their penetration of local and regional markets by adapting their products to the country or region. They helped to globalize their innovation cycle and tap foreign expertise and resources. And they let companies develop products to launch in world markets simultaneously. Other companies operating in small markets with little R&D resources in their home country, ABB, Novartis, and Hoffman LaRoche in Switzerland, Philips in the Netherlands, and Ericsson in Sweden pursued R&D outside their home country by necessity. Innovation outposts are moving to innovation clusters. Today, large companies are taking on a decidedly 21st century twist. They are putting innovation outposts into innovation clusters, in particular Silicon Valley, to tap into the cluster's innovation ecosystem. An innovation cluster is a concentration of interconnected companies that both compete and collaborate. Silicon Valley, Herzliya in Israel, Zongkukun for software, and Sherzan for hardware in China are examples of technology clusters. But so is Detroit for cars, Hollywood for movies, Milan for fashion. In the last five years, hundreds of companies have established innovation outposts in Silicon Valley. The charter of these innovation outposts is to monitor Silicon Valley for new innovative technologies and or companies as emerging threats or potential tools for disruption, and then to take advantage of these innovations by creating new products or investing in startups. While that's the theory, the reality is that to date, most of these innovation outposts are at best another form of innovation theater. They make a large company feel like they're innovating, but very few of these outposts change a company's product direction and fewer impact their bottom line. Companies who want their investments in Silicon Valley to be more than just press releases need to think through an end-to-end corporate outpost strategy. This series of posts offers companies the tools to develop an innovation outpost strategy. Determining whether a corporate innovation outpost is necessary, planning how to establish an innovation outpost, and deciding how to expand the outpost. Sense and respond. The first objective of an innovation outpost is to sense 
i.e., look for or monitor the development of potential innovations that, one, can become threats that could lead to the disruption of the corporate parent. For example, American Express's Silicon Valley Innovation Outpost is monitoring innovations in financial technologies that are created by companies such as Square. Evangelos and I are in the process of developing a tool for diagnosing corporate disruption through innovations pursued by startups. And two, would allow the corporation itself to be disruptive by entering adjacent markets to the ones it currently serves or creating and introducing novel and disruptive offerings for new markets. For example, USAA is looking for software innovations that will enable it to introduce usage-based insurance products to disrupt the car insurance market. The second objective of the Corporate Innovation Outpost is to respond to identified threats and potential opportunities. Companies tend to set up their outposts to respond in one of five ways. One, invent. They establish project-specific advanced development efforts like Delphi Automotive's Autonomous Car Navigation Project or broader Horizon 3 basic research efforts that take advantage of or investigate technologies and business models the innovation ecosystem is known for in order to create new products and services. For example, Verizon's Silicon Valley R&D Center focuses on big data and software technologies, as well as online advertising-based business models. Sometimes these Horizon 3 research efforts may be associated with a moonshot the corporation would like to pursue, as is the case with Google, Google Car, Apple, iPhone, and IBM, Watson. 2. Invest. They allocate a corporate venture fund that invests in startups working on technology and or business model innovations of interest. For example, UPS recently invested in Ally Commerce in order to understand the logistics opportunities arising from manufacturers selling directly to consumers rather than through distributors. 3. Incubate They support the efforts of very early stage teams and companies that want to develop solutions in areas of interest. For example, Samsung's incubator focuses on startups working on the Internet of Things. Or they experiment with new corporate cultures and work environments. For example, Standard Chartered Bank's Startup Studio. 4. Acquire. Companies buy startups in order to access both the innovations the startups are developing and their employees, and in the process, inhibit competitors from getting them. For example, Google acquired several of the robotic startups that had what was considered the best intellectual property. And 5. Partner. Collaborate with startups in order to develop a disruptive new solution using their innovations along with the corporations or to distribute innovative solutions the startup has developed. For example, a few years ago, Mercedes partnered with Tesla in batteries for electric vehicles. After working with over 100 companies, Evangelos and I clearly see that some of these five responses are more effective than others. Moreover, the speed of the response is as important as the ability to respond. Corporations that established innovation outposts often lose on speed, not on their ability to sense. What makes an outpost an effective contributor versus one that's simply an expense item starts back at corporate headquarters with a company's overall innovation strategy. So, before we talk about the tactics of establishing an outpost, 
Let's think about what types of discussions and decisions should first happen at the sea level before anyone leaves the building. Lessons learned. Companies are establishing innovation outposts in Silicon Valley. They do this to sense and or respond to technology shifts. Sense means monitor the development of potential innovations that can become threats or would allow the corporation to be disruptive. Respond means invent, invest, incubate, acquire, or partner. Most of these innovation outposts will become innovation theater and fail to add to the company. The next post will describe the six critical decisions to make before establishing an innovation outpost. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time.